who fades to his left, takes a three. It's a bad shot. Rebound goes to Porter. Out to Clay for three. Got another one. He's Clay Thompson. And the rest of us are just watching his magic. It's 115 to 113. The Warriors back up by two points. We'll talk to Gary Payton the second. He's going to join us right now and gonna take the headband off and hand it to a kid in the crowd. Got to put the headset on. Oh, and oh, I'm here. I'm here. Talk to me. Gary, Gary, Gary. How are you up? doing, man? I'm good. <laughs> hey, uh, tell me about the, this one tonight because it was kind of a, a, an interesting game. You guys had so many spurts where you guys looked like yourselves again, but then they did some really good things to get back into this. How did you see this game? Um, it was it was a battle, you know. Um, they got a lot of offensive rebounds and led to second second chance points. And, you know, we kind of got away from that, but down the stretch, um, you know, we did what we needed to do, box out and uh, and grab rebounds and make plays on the other end. When you're on the bench and you're watching a game like this tonight, and you know you might be guarding Westbrook, you might be guarding LeBron James. You know, what do you look for? What's your study while you're on the bench? Uh, I'm just trying to see what kind of what kind of rhythm they're getting into. So when I get in there, you know, I try to take away what they what they've been going to and uh, just try to make them comfortable. Uh, uh, a lot of guys don't don't pick up Braun and all them guys in full court, so I just try to make it uncomfortable, get them off the ball, and then make them work for it to get it back. So you guys were up three, seven seconds left, Lakers ball side out. What was the, what was the strategy going into that possession? What were you guys trying to do? Uh, going to take away three, we were trying to foul as soon as they got in. Uh, as soon as they threw the ball in, we kind of fouled kind of late, and it just, you know, just so happens they caught a foul going up on the, on the shot, but uh, our first initial was the foul. Got it. What is this? What, what, I know it's only two losses in a row. It doesn't seem like that big a deal. But for you guys, it rarely lose, especially two losses in a row. What did this game feel like for you, getting back and getting in the win column? Uh, this is this is kind of a must win for us, uh, just to you know get our feet go, uh, back under us and uh, get us going before we head to uh, LA, and you know just try to get our, our our feel and groove back here at home. You know what we do so well is play here and make shots. So just try to get a feel before we get on the road again. Gary, we appreciate your time, but I got to ask you one thing before you leave. Yeah, well, what about that Clay Thompson in the fourth quarter? Oh my God, 33? I, th- I think he, I think he's almost back. I think he's looking like he's looking like he's back. Oh, you, you know he's back when the net doesn't move. Oh, absolutely. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So. Hey, thank you, Gary. Thanks, guys. Thanks, All right. Gary. All right, Gary Payton, the second, our guest, Tim Roy, Tom Tobert, and. You know, that was an entertaining ball game. You know, I think the Warriors would like to do some things differently. They end up winning 117 to 114. Clay Thompson had a big fourth quarter for the Warriors. Uh, LeBron James went 1 of 10 in the fourth quarter to finish with 26 points, 15 rebounds, and 8 assists. And he did pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar during the game with combined points regular season and, and playoffs, which I kind of like to separate the two myself. But Yes, I agree um, with you. Clay at 33. Without Clay Thompson, the Warriors don't win. Curry had 24. He had eight assists to boot. Uh, he was 7 of 17, but only 1 of 8 from 3. That was not falling for him. Andrew Wiggins with 19. Pretty solid effort from Andrew. And he rebounded much better in the second half. For a long time, he had one rebound in this game. He would finish with 5 on the night. And Jonathan Kaminga, 8 of 11 from the field. He had 9 rebounds, 18 points, 1 block, just 1 turnover. A lot of great cuts for the the Lakers. Russell Westbrook, 35 minutes, had 19 points, 5 assists, 7 rebounds. And as you pointed out off air, Tom, very efficient, 7 of 13 from the floor. And that's the best game he's had for the Lakers in a while. Absolutely. And only one turnover. 
So I, yeah. I, I thought he played really well tonight for him, and they'd be thrilled, I think, if they get that type of performance from him. Uh, Anthony Davis was a no-show offensively. Uh, again, he was. I thought he was really good defensively. Uh, he kind of anchors their defense in the back. But if they're going to try to get anywhere near where they want to get, Anthony Davis is going to have to be, you know, better in games like this. And he's averaging over 20 points. And so it, it's not like this has been a theme for him. It hasn't. But tonight he really wasn't able to contribute a bunch offensively. I thought the key to the game was the last 7.43 of the fourth quarter. And not just that they outscored the Lakers and Clay caught fire, but they were about ready to go into the bonus, and that didn't hurt them. They didn't foul. Yeah. They didn't let them just drive to the lane and, and, and get layup after layup. That one finish that LeBron had on the left side, that was a tough finish. I mean, he battled through a little bit of contact and still made that shot left-handed. But other than that, you know, they missed some shots, and they battled their butts off on the boards. I mean, outsized, and they were down there just fighting, and the ball was bouncing around, and everybody, like eight people in a box, trying to fight for a basketball. And they came up with most of them. So I thought that was huge because that could have been a point where, you know, the last 7.43 of the fourth quarter, they end up with 10 made free throws or 12 made free throws if they get a chance to get to the bucket. And you don't want to foul, so you're not as aggressive. They're getting layups now. That didn't happen, and I thought that was a big deal. And also, it, it's funny when you win these games. I mean, they, the, 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 the Warriors played well. They both played well. It was, it was a really good game, as you said. But how about the two threes that Clay had in that quarter that just bounced to him? Yeah. I mean, they were just like ricochet shots, like ricochet rabbit. Bing, 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 boink. And it just ended up right in his hand. Pinball was it? Yep, and he's wide open. <laughs> and he nails both of them. I mean, sometimes... You got to play well, but maybe you need a little bit of luck. It's like in football where a fumble, you never know which way a fumble is going to go. Sometimes it benefits you. Sometimes it doesn't. That ball could have gone anywhere when it was deflected, yet it ended up with Clay Thompson twice, and he buried two threes for him. Last time Clay had 30 or more, he had 33 tonight, was June 13th, 2019, against Toronto, the NBA Finals. Last time in a regular season game was... March the 13th, 2019, against Houston. So Good to see him. Got to uh, feel yeah, good for him. Absolutely. Yeah, and and it's much different now than it was his first week or two back where you could tell he was kind of trying to force himself on the game. Now it's just in rhythm. It's absolutely in rhythm. 12 for 22, 5 for 9 from 3, 4 for 5 uh, from the free throw line. So it's just the, he's letting the game come to him. He's not forcing himself on the game. He's getting minutes now. How many minutes did he play tonight? 30. Is that the first time he played 30 minutes this year? Yep. Yep, okay. yep, yep. First, time, first time he played 30. So he knows now that it's not going to be, okay, I need to get get my stuff done in 24 minutes. They're extending the minutes out a little bit for him now, and I would imagine in a couple of weeks he'll be back to, you know, 34, 35 minutes, which is I'm kind of thinking that'll be his uh, – That'll be right in the in the wheelhouse for him, thirty four to thirty six. But no, that's obviously it's great to see him go out there and do his thing. Jonathan Kaminga, oof! What My you goodness, think? oh! I mean, he had nine points just on cuts. Yeah, I mean, and 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 that should be something that he really, like I said, Jordan Poole needs to focus on on quick, beat your guy, get to the paint and get to the free throw line or shoot your little uh, push shots from 10 feet or your little runners. He's really, really good at those. Uh, again, I think he messes around with the ball too much sometimes. Although the last few games he's been actually pretty good. He hasn't he hasn't messed around with it too much. 
only a few possessions I can think of, but it's got to be setting your guy up before you ever catch the ball. So when you catch it, you know how he's playing you, and you can kind of catch him by surprise and just that quick move. And even if you make that quick move and that doesn't work, maybe one quick crossover and go the other way. If not, spit that ball back out and start start moving it. But he gets to the free throw line. He can be, as you said earlier, his efficiency will, will go up. With Kaminga, it's just about picking the right time and, and cutting. Because when he cuts to the bucket, he's so athletic. He, he just, And he's strong. So you know he's going to be able to take bodies and, and get to the free throw line. But very few people are going to be able to get up as high as he can get up anyway. So that should be something he could. Now, tonight may be extreme nine points. I don't think you're getting nine points every game just off cuts. But it should be something he can get a couple buckets on, just cutting, and maybe another bucket or two just running the court because he's a gazelle. He runs, and he's fast. And, again, once he takes off toward the rim, he's going to be tough to stop because not only can he get up, he's strong, and he can he can take contact as well, and he can finish through that contact. So I thought he played really, really well tonight. It's amazing I'm watching a 19-year-old because I just feel like I'm oh. watching an NBA player, and the fact that he's 19 years old is just its silly. Well, how, how about the play where he challenges the layup at one end, <laughs> yeah. and then the ball comes down the other end, and all of a sudden there he is flashing yeah. by everybody else. He's running at high speed. Everybody else is in the mud and goes in and scores. And yeah. it was a tough layup too. It was yeah. tough. No, it was like it was like everyone was caught at one speed. He just was he was just faster than everybody else. They're moving him a little bit faster through time. But no, those are the things he can do. And that's a skill. You got to put your mind to that running and and running hard. And if you do that, you wear the defense out. Not only physically, mentally, it's exhausting knowing that the guy you're playing against is going to take off and run every single time. And sometimes that'll even keep you from going to the offensive glasses hard because you're like, I got to get back because this guy's going to go, and I don't want to be trailing him because if he catches it, I'm dust. So he, there's a lot of things that he can do that he's doing now that really doesn't even incorporate what he's going to be in two, three years. I mean, we see that occasionally. But just doing what he's doing now, play defense, run the court, make the cuts, hit the offensive glass occasionally, it, 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 it's shocking how far he's come in, in about a month. It yeah, really is. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. And, if, and look, if Wiseman could do those sort of things too, just, just do what Kaminga does. Run the court, cut, try to give him a vertical option uh, off pick and roll, stuff like that. I think he can add the same type of dimension that Kaminga can add. And if you can bring those guys in and they're playing like, uh, what Kaminga play? Maybe 25. But even if you're bringing them in for like 10, 12, 15-minute spurts and they're going like three or four minutes at a time, that just grinds a defense down when you can keep bringing wave after, after wave body after, after, body, yeah, yeah. after player and they're running and they're, they're sprinting and they're cutting. It just it, it, it could wear a team down. So, you know, hopefully when uh, James comes back, that's what those are some of the things that he'll be doing because uh, Kaminga's really benefited from just keeping it simple. Just do three or four things and do them well. You know, it's funny, too, because we've seen a lot of teams come in to chase and, and on the road, you know, where they're, they've got young, athletic guys, and, and they go and fly in and get dunks. The Warriors, even during the championship run, they were never an overly athletic no. team. These two guys, Wiseman and Kaminga, add that little extra for them. You know, the 
Wiseman, high screen, and lob. You know, that's going to be a weapon for Golden State. Kaminga, as you mentioned, a runner and a cutter. They're going to give the Warriors a, a, something that they haven't had. And it, it, it's going to be interesting to see how the coaching staff is able to, to put that in and, and they help those guys be effective. So, And it should work beautifully with the shooting of Steph. Right. And, and Clay and their best three-point shooter on the team, Wiggins who leads the team in percentage this year. Who would have guessed that? (laughs) That he'd be percentage-wise the best three-point shooter on the team this year. I mean, he's going to crush his single-season high if he keeps going like this. I don't even know what he's shooting now, 42, 41. He was at 43 at one point. I think he might have slipped a little bit, but he's still probably right around 42, which is a... He'd never been that, but he's so confident. That one from the left wing, he just caught and stepped into it and let it go. And I love to see that from him. I, re- I really do. Uh, 15 shots is probably a really good amount of shots for him. Sometimes I'd like him to take even more, but that's who he is. But he's always efficient. Uh, he shoots a really high percentage. He gets the free throw line a little bit. He didn't convert him tonight, two for five. But I just I love a confident Wiggins. And I can't wait to see what he looks like coming out of the All-Star game. Kind of feeling, you know what? I am one of these guys. I just started the All-Star game, and he's going to come back with even more confidence than he went into it with. And think about this, you know, last thing here, that if Wiggins had gone, if Minnesota had traded him to a different team, maybe a team that doesn't have the strong culture the Warriors have and the the coaching staff the Warriors had, and he goes to a team that that is not winning, and, you know, his career could have taken a, a totally different path. And now... You know, he's he is being his best self on this team, and people are recognizing just how good he is. I mean, just crazy. Some guys aren't built to be ones. Yeah. Yeah. And that's okay. You know, everybody doesn't have to be the lead dog to be a really good basketball player. They, they don't. I mean, Clay's not a lead dog, and Clay's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. You just, and I think some people ding you for that, but... You can be a really, really good basketball player, like like I said, a Hall of Fame basketball player, and not be the main guy. Well, it, it's no, it's 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 no slight against you. It's no, just that's who you are. Absolutely. I mean, nobody nobody says anything ill about Kevin McHale and James Worthy. No, and they were the number two guys on their team. That's and a great point. They're in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. So and you you could think of Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen. I mean, yep. you, there's a bunch of guys out there who were just look. They, some guys have it. Some guys don't. And if you don't have it, you can still be a great player. And I think Wiggins is finding that out. He doesn't have the expectations of kind of carrying a franchise, which he did in Minnesota after they drafted him first overall. He was going to be the focal point. Uh, he was going to get all the shots. And you could tell, in a way, he's a little like Rasheed Wallace, where he's, like, super talented. But he doesn't want to be the guy every night. Like, he just wants to go out there and play. And some nights he'll get... 15, 18 shots. Some nights he'll get eight, nine shots. And he'll just rebound, and he'll play defense, and he'll do other things. Because that was the one thing about Rashid. I always, I always thought about Rashid in not the same but similar. Like, dude, take 20 shots. You're yeah, incredible. I know. No one's going to stop that right shoulder turnaround from Absolutely. the left box. Absolutely. And that really wasn't him. But what he would do is go out there and play defense, yep. get you eight, nine rebounds, block a few shots, run the court. Get a T. Help his team win. <laughs> Say ball don't get, lie. Get quoted great in the post game. You know? <laughs> exactly. And that's oh. what he'd do. But some guys, that's just who they are. And, again, I think your point is, is 
is so well taken in that he found a spot to be able to do that with guys who want to share the ball and want to have everybody involved in what's going on with the team. And I just think a lot of guys would benefit from playing in this uh, type of system, but him maybe more than any just because he doesn't have to deal with the expectations anymore. He can just go ball. Real quick, because we have a lot of games. Um, Cincinnati or L.A. tomorrow for you? L.A. L.A., yeah. I got to go L.A. just because, and I'll try to keep it quick. I was trying to figure out what unit on Cincinnati's team is better than that unit of the Rams. And I couldn't come up with it. And the the Rams' defensive line against the Bengals' offensive line is obviously a massive mismatch. But Cincinnati will try to figure out something to negate that. But I just I, I, I thought the Rams were better at the beginning of the year. They went through their struggles. I think they've played better teams in the playoffs than the Bengals have. And here's really what it came down to, because I'm an underdog guy. I like taking the underdogs. But I could not convince myself to take the Bengals, being that they have been outgained three straight games. They've been outgained. Right. You know what their turnover differential is? What? Nine to two. <laughs> nine to two in three games. And when you're Joe turn- Burrow, baby. Yeah, when your turnover differential is nine to two, you probably would expect to win by more than seven, three, yeah. and three. So I'll probably be wrong, uh, and I'll be mad because I like taking the underdogs in the Super Bowl, and historically they've done really well over the last 10 or so years. But on this one, I got, I, I got to go Rams. Go Rams and lay it. By the way, you have to watch highlights of Memphis and Charlotte because LaMelo Ball had the worst uh, fake. I got fouled on a three I've seen Did in a while. It was, <laughs> yeah, we have some highlights on here in the room while you were talking. I looked up, and it's pretty funny. Was that uh, about an 80-point game, 80-point differential? Did Memphis uh, just slaughter him? Well, you'll have to find out by listening to the Kaiser Permanente oh, scoreboard. I will. There you go. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> oh, I'll talk to you Wednesday, too. Bye. That is Tom Tolbert.